She bangs. She bangs. Oh, Indeed. Shane, Shane. <laughs> she moves on you, and that's why you tip her. That's, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you go for the $2 steak at noon, and you stay for the titties. That's the whole strip club mentality, What right? did you expect? Lobster? <laughs> so, Lobster. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite hashtag that is never going to exist, oh but God. I so appreciate you, Courtney. Uh, so I'm going to start off. Uh, I'm going to we're we're coming in hot today, friends and neighbors, because Whoa. I have to issue one an apology to Michael for dogpiling on him for <laughs> what was essentially him, you know, apologizing for his ADD, and uh, <laughs> he's not wrong. But um, I, I realize uh, in the course of listening back to last week and John being exceedingly sweet to me and talking about my musical releases and uh, my role in his life that I have not reciprocated on this show. And I don't want it to seem as though I don't give two shits about John. Um, but I thought this story was kind of like well-documented, and so I, I forget from time to time that we haven't really given context. But, uh, so allow me to retort. Uh, John has a new single out, which is delightful, and if you haven't checked it out, you need to. It's one of my favorite Julian Baker songs, and that's why I kind of hate you. Uh, but <laughs> to, to top the whole thing off, though, hearkening back to, I wouldn't be playing music right now if it wasn't for John. And I think we've discussed this openly, but I was kind of on the verge of quitting and was really kind of sick of being the, the middle distance runner in the Phoenix music scene and had a wonderful conversation with John and his buddy Joe and subsequently started playing shows again more regularly and a couple months after that met Sam and then officially got going on this crazy goddamn train that we've been on now. So if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be doing this and that got me through a very difficult time in my life as well. So I love you and thank you for that. Oh my god, we get an official stamp of love on the episode. I you love do, you, buddy. You do. <laughs> Man, it's a cuddly so. episode today. It no, it was, it was like funny because we I went down a really bizarre sort of... Uh, I was making a post for our upcoming show and realized we haven't done a show with a band called Don't Panic for like seven years. So that was like essentially from just a few months after our real kind of reconvening damn what we call damn version 2.0. So interesting in making that post and looking back is like we've been doing this for almost 10 years now and we still haven't killed each other, which is a testament to everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, we actually finished finished a record that we, we wanted to finish, which now we're in the process of releasing. So. Uh, and I Eventually. will tell you, for as much bullshit as I ever gave you about your pedal fixation over the course of our career, the first, you know, like 10 to 15 seconds of that atmosphere that you've got at the beginning of the song in the first verse. Oh, the just, uh, the Julian cover? No, no, no. On on our new song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. In Floating Back, that, that wonderful little bed that that sits on floating with the bass line mm. is just delectable, and I could eat you up because of it. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I want to get the stems yeah. for that uh, for our song, so I can just hear them isolated again without mm. you know having to be in the same room with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. So in any event, uh, thank you for allowing me to go quickly off of the path before I get back in. But there is a purpose to me bringing this up because you're a sour patch kid. Because now you're, <laughs> you're sweet. Now you have to be sour. <laughs> Today's <Not quite>. episode, <laughs> sour sweet. It God. is brought. 
No, today's brought to you by cancer because uh, John and I are essentially the same person. Yeah, we and, really are. Uh, we've joked about this, but I had a nodule that had to get removed from the inside of my nostril probably like seven or eight years ago. And it was sizable because it, it probably more than that, actually, but it was huge. I had things probably maybe over a quarter of an inch big that was just sitting there. So I couldn't breathe. If I got Ooh. a head cold, the thing was just a nightmare. So I had it lanced out. They biopsied it at the, at the time and nothing bad. Everything's fine. But within the past two weeks, it's really started hurting. The oh, spot no. where it was is starting oh, to pain geez. me, and it started bleeding last night. And so I'm sitting here, is like, and here's where the panic sets in. Oh no! <laughs> so Yikes. we're having this whole sort of run where I was like, oh good, this is where all the paranoia starts to to run through. Oh, but geez. I'm I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's just you know atmosphere. I like and... how we're like ships passing on this. I get something taken uh-huh. off the outside of my nose. And... <laughs> <laughs> you guys are soulmates. Yeah, it's, it's all the cocaine we weren't doing, apparently, that we should have been. <laughs> I was going to say, if I would have known. Yeah, yeah why the, my why nose the hell is going to bleed. It might as well be for a good reason. Exactly. Might and as well that, just talk faster. That should be, <laughs> you know, because you're uh, filleting. He's Your excellent skill set. Coming you're... up for air. Indeed. And uh, speaking of the act of filleting, <laughs> Heil comes, slingers, and welcome <laughs> to this. Another disgusting edition of the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I thought you were going to say coming. I'm John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming and I'm Michael. Oh, I quit. (laughs) I'm here. Hello, everyone. And I'm Courtney. (laughs) And that's the sound of all of our listenership. Is that what they call it nowadays? (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. It it, it was a little death to the French, so I suppose, you know, it's reasonable. Oh. So, I got how's my, everybody doing this week? Oh, I was going oh, to jump. Oh my I God. thought about saying that too. Like, oh, there's an awkward silence. I need to. I need to interject. How's everyone oh, doing? You know but what? you beat me to the punch. Um, I'll beat you. I, I got something Please. for you. So I got. I was involved in my first and only so far one star Yelp review. Read those. And I got that shocks me more than you would expect. Actually, as salty (laughs) as you are to the general public, like I'm sure if they Yelp reviewed libraries, I would be very infamous. Um, (laughs) But the thing, so here's the thing, is that I was still on the right. Um, (laughs) Obviously. Yeah, if, if anything, the one-star review kind of cements that you were in the right because they're right. just being very uh, salty about so this, losing. This, yeah, people uh, are assholes. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. dude, bro, probably late 20s, early 30s, walked in last night, and he kind of looked like your average, like, I don't know how to say this without offending the, some part. The denizen of a dog Do bar. He looked like he could have been belonged on any construction crew. It was a guy that had just gotten hired and was getting like, you know, short hair, nondescript features of the face. Anyway, covered so he, in dust. Nondescript is his whole description. Wearing a hard hat. But maybe he, some neon clothes because he just got off the construction site. He's a man at work. <laughs> Who can it be now? Who can it be now? Uh, he walks in and he sits down. I get him a beer. He asks what my name is, which I always find off-putting in the kind of uh, environment that I work in because it's not like I'm serving like serving tables or anything. Like 
I never give a shit to know my bartender's name. I right. I don't same. <laughs> yeah, I know. My I still have to ask your name, and I won't plan on it. Hey, uh, go Fight Club on it. Just start making shit up. It's like I'm Cornelius. Um, I oh, actually, over over the weekend, I did tell someone that my name was Greg, and they called me Greg the entire time. Nice. <laughs> I like doing that. I do Steve when people ask me over the phone what my name is. Oh, triggered. Um, but Uh-oh. anyway, so I didn't think there would actually be a problem because he seemed, you know weird but he kept to himself and he, he really did keep to himself and he wasn't causing a scene um but i saw him walk over to our retail area and grab a shirt and he walked sat back down in his seat and then my coworker came up he goes up oh, well it looks like we're probably going to end up 86ing this dude and i was like what because my, my back was turning he goes yeah he just took off his shirt and he's trying on the shirt uh the retail or from the retail area what and I was like, you're joking. And I turn around and he's wearing like, it's a bright pink shirt that we have. <laughs> and and I, start, I I laugh and I go to my coworker. I was like, well, I mean, like, we could just, like, we'll just throw it on his tab because obviously he owns it now, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I turn around again because I'm doing dishes. And in less than a minute, my coworker from behind me, I hear him go, my man, you cannot have your shirt off in here. That's inappropriate. You need to go to the bathroom <laughs> if you're going to be trying on shirts. And the guy's like, I just wanted to see if it fit. And he goes, that's well and fine, but you can go to the bathroom <laughs> to try it on. It's inappropriate for you to take your shirt off at my bar. They don't do that in a fucking, like, store. So, you can't just take it off and try it on. Does. There's dressing rooms. So I, uh, I close them out. <laughs> uh after he's done with his round like we were like we weren't pushing him out the door you know because we yeah, had the interaction yeah, but yeah. you know he got he got spanked um <laughs> and he liked and, it and uh, apparently not no uh, so i go to i go to settle him up because you know i'm his favorite bartender you know because we're on first name basis yeah indeed um and i was like hey so are, do you want to buy that shirt <laughs> and he's like no i don't want to buy the shirt and he was like mumbling under his breath and i just closed him out because we decided that we weren't going to serve him anymore um and i thought that was the end of it like we were chuckling behind the bar like talking about it for a couple and then just kind of faded into the background and then i was eating my dinner and my coworker comes into the back because our gm had screenshotted it to him it's like hey do you want to tell me anything about this yelp review and here's the yelp review <laughs> Ooh yes read it i'm gonna read it verbatim like we're doing uh yeah yes some of the rudest bartenders i've ever had and i'm from arizona it was too skinny cock. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? I love that so much. Are we known for having dick bartenders? Yeah, I- we're known for having dicks in general, dicks. friend. It was too skinny. Fair. It was it was too skinny Caucasians with tattoos, but they couldn't have been ruder. He was a white guy, by the way. Um, Damn Caucasians <laughs> and their tattoos. One of them almost had an aneurysm when I tried on the merch they were trying to sell. Yelled at me and said. I can't do that in his bar. Okay, buddy, <laughs> next time I'll pocket it in the bathroom. Worst part was I wanted to buy shirt. After deciding to agree with him, he still decided I had to leave the bar. Not only did he lose the bar immediate money, but also a loyal customer. We didn't want you. Um, seems counter <laughs> seems counterproductive in what you'd look for employees. I would like to speak with a manager, GM, or anyone with more empathy, ambition, and competence than this bartender. My number is, and he literally puts his number on the Yelp review. (laughs) Michael, Uh, call him. (laughs) Yeah, I checked his last two, or he only has two other 
Yelp reviews and they're both low, and one is at GameStop because the prices are too high. Oh, <laughs> God. I remember back in the old days when a game was forty dollars and That's now it's sixty. What the fuck? It's basically, what he used. Said. And then the other review is a three-star review of a Buffalo Wild Wings, also because it was pretty expensive, because he went in there on Wednesdays, which is 55-cent wing day, and they also charged him for ranch, which (laughs) basically made them a dollar wing day. So he doesn't know how the math adds up there. That's incredible. poor sweet summer child, he should come into Howie's. I, uh, like, um, oh you man! You know, I feel like I forget a lot of these stories by the time we record every week because I haven't mm. had my dick kicked in consecutively. Um, but after fifty hours of consecutive dick kicking, I, I've got stories. <laughs> yeah, it's I not love, great. I uh, love reading one star reviews. One of my favorite things is I Amazon. love reading uh, reviews of schools, specifically elementary schools. It's 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 hilarious. It's a whole kick. So like what you're you'll read me. it's like I graduated from first grade. The teacher was mean to me and I had a bully. One star. That's not real. That's not <laughs> Did real. Did you write that, Michael? Is that no. your review of school? <laughs> but but you I do... love I love reading those. <laughs> but you do know that that's made up, right? You do know that a second grader didn't retroact like write the review you know that anybody it's on the either internet that can write or that their review. parent doesn't know how to spell basic english words either way i'm entertained that's... either like hilarious i, I love mean, reading one why it doesn't matter to me when people from alabama clap <laughs> <laughs> baby can you dig your man he's a righteous man their judgments mean nothing i've seen what makes them happy uh, roll tide guys i got the weirdest phone call yesterday Sorry. Jonah had just left because he was going to a tasting thing for work. And he goes, I just saw Michael. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, he's just like wandering around his ASU polo next to this place. And I was in my convertible and I almost turned around and like tried to pick him up and put him in the car with me. Why didn't he? Because <laughs> he was running your late. Awful what, life. what were you wandering around in Tempe for yesterday, Michael? He, uh, I was MK leaving Ultra. my classes He was sticking the campus work? in another poorly blighted attempt at getting our podcast followers. <laughs> hey! You want to hear about our podcast? We should get you a sign for street corners. Then you could do that as another job. <laughs> I'll just stand there. They're on one side, you have a person <laughs> homeless needs uh, needs money for food, and I'm like, hey, have you heard about our podcast? <laughs> we'll suck dick for podcast. We'll suck dick for podcast downloads. <laughs> no, we'll we'll podcast for food. <laughs> Need a guest host for your podcast? I'm your man. <sighs> but I might recommend Michael going forward to carry some pepper spray, or you might get kidnapped. You're going It'd make to my be day taken. more interesting. It's funny. Um, so we had the festival at my job over the weekend, uh-huh. and we have to park a, a block or two away, like offsite, and it's in a sketchy neighborhood. So the walk is really shitty. Usually, I was walking into work, so I had to like walk across the Circle K lot as well. And in front of the Circle K, there was a homeless dude, like just sitting down, like just super chubby, and he, uh, like I can't describe him well enough and I, i'm not even gonna try i'm walking he's by just him. chubby i have my my mace in my hand and my all my you know my backpack on or whatever and i'm walking by him and he yells up to me he goes you look fucking gay as shit um, <laughs> <laughs> 
And I look back and I'm like, thanks, man. And I just keep walking. Later Appreciate on, it. Later on at like fucking like one o'clock in the morning, we had to kick like kick him out six times because he kept in coming in. Uh, and I guess he went up to the food truck outside and freestyled for them uh, about how when he was nine years old, his dad did stuff to his butt. Oh, my God. And that's that's the kind he of sounds like he has a fixation. <laughs> I don't even remember the exact rap, but you talking telling Michael to carry the mace. It's not a bad idea. Anyway, everyone should have mace. Just just have mace or something or one of those. What do they call them? The, the butt plug looking things that Shane has. Oh, I thought we were talking about the rapper. You mean butt plugs? Yeah. Butt plugs and harmony. Oh, I love that band. <laughs> we scrub it up. Uh, oh. Wait. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That, that, that vomited out of me. Yeah. We're, we are doing nothing but Dewan fan service for the past, you know, three to four episodes. So that's what You're we're You're welcome. For. You asked for this. Are you happy? Is this good for you? Do you like this? Are you not entertained? <laughs> you, you like that soup, Dewan? You think that's good soup? <laughs> well, speaking of things that need to be consumed with uh, not having a plethora of teeth in your head, uh, we're calling a bit of an audible. We're, we're floating on the fly here. We're going outside of our normal schedule because... Uh, John's got something more important to do, and so our, our schedule shimmied a little. And necessarily because of this, um, I'm I'm going to fall on the sword here, and you're going to get a Shane episode this evening. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And also, I'm going to Spirit Box tomorrow. I am so excited. <laughs> As well you should be. I am going to take an edible and see if all of my friends are uncomfortable around me. Oh, yeah, name five mm. songs. Oh yeah, name five friends. Is this act? Is this? I'm out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, your dogs so, don't count, John. Emotional damage. <laughs> uh, oh, apropos of that, we are actually this is this is a first time for me because I believe that we're going to be. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've really done this other than. Colonel Sanders, but technically we knew that was going to be something that was multi-part. But um, before I get too far ahead of myself here, what we typically do here on this show, for those of you who are now 20 minutes in and have no idea what's going on, is uh, we dive into random esoterica, and in the course of explaining it to one another, we will occasionally lie, and that is the shtick of the show, and I am sure that it has kept folks riveted for the entirety of our you know publication career here. But uh, this evening, what I'm going to be discussing is something that we hearkened onto around uh, episode 79, as a matter of stern fact. I have a follow-up for you, and uh, I'm very excited. So I'll tell you up front, we have two lies this Mm. evening. So get ready. Two? Two. One and two. I know. (laughs) That's too many. If you remember, I only do this when things are so off tilt here that I don't think that we're going to make it out alive. Are you doing that because we live in a simulation and today is 2-2-2? I mean, if you think that I'm that intentioned, then yes. 
<laughs> Absolutely, I'm doing Whoa. that. Wow. Uh, so today life, on February 22nd of life, 2022, uh, I have two uh, lies for you. Life, uh, That's finds, beautiful. Uh, finds, a, finds a way. <laughs> indeed show me them gold bloomers but uh so like we've that. all established that courtney has got an animal fixation right we we've gotten into you know the the previous discussion uh, michael no. will occasionally you know adore super serpentine fiction let's say i like to eat shit I is know. an eel and, a serpent and i was talking about your uh, ergodism <laughs> and uh john beat me to the punch he actually stole the joke out of my mouth because i was gonna say john cannot resist a good pica thread and uh yeah but uh my peccadillos uh, surround something that harkens back to my childhood and something that i have a, a strange and uncomfortable attachment to my cats are yelling at me through the door again um but I, I am a, a fan, or was, for, for all intents and purposes, until, you know, the last 10 years, uh, of professional wrestling. And occasionally I do throw you all on that particular grenade with me so that we can explore. And the facet that really keeps me coming back and has me fascinated these days is the stories that surround the business itself rather than the actual drama in the ring and the denizens of the profession. Uh, I like the road stories and the weird encounters that people have or just the batshit crazy personalities that exist in this field. And I had evidence of one a little while ago and as such i could not resist the urge to follow up on a topic that we were rather taken with back in 2021 so as the adage states be careful what you wish for friends because you just might get it so your favorite far out former baby face is healing again and not in the therapeutic sense Marty Janetti, who many of you will recall from episode 79 of this very podcast, arose in the public consciousness a few years back, not for his exceptional skills in a wrestling ring or vibrancy on the microphone, but because of an alleged murder he claims to have perpetrated at the tender, impressionable age of 13. So to refresh those who haven't heard the original podcast, you can, of course, go check it out in the archives right now, wherever you consume your favorite media. If you happen to be on a walk, reading a book, or drinking Tabasco and water. Or if you're Shane, just staring intently at a wall. (laughs) It is known. (laughs) I I have my kingpin moments, okay? You just got to leave me alone. Father? He's sitting Father. there menacingly. He said, Hands stroking. just crossed. Goddamn cat. Lena! <laughs> hey! Lena! <sighs> so, in August of 2020, Janetti shared a bizarre Facebook post in which he seemingly admitted to murdering a man in 1973 when he was 13. His claim was, as he put it, a homosexual GM employee of a local bowling alley attempted to physically assault him and Janetti killed him in self-defense. Then shortly after the police became involved, Janetti denied killing anyone, but did admit to beating the man in question over the head with a brick. Like you do. Yeah. Subsequently, Janetti went on to claim that the entire thing was just a publicity stunt for an unspecified wrestling angle that he had planned 
between himself and a friend who was going to come in as a disreputable police officer who was going to get vengeance for the police by beating up this murderer. I did not murder that man, Janetti posted on Facebook. It was just the beginning of a damn wrestling storyline, but oh my God, OMG, didn't the world buy it? He then went on to explain how he'd received numerous phone calls and texts about the situation, and that he was even pulled out of a line by a TSA at an airport in Atlanta, Georgia. He subsequently issued an apology to Winnie, you will all remember, who was a woman from the Facebook post, uh, claiming that, you know, she had hurt him with her damn jealous ways. And, uh, God so damn you. Now, the janglies. God damn Here we you. are. So, uh, everybody still with me thus far? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Crazy, uh, be crazy, be crazy. Ka is a wheel. And I have subsequently discovered an interview from October of 2020 that Janetti conducted with another wrestling personality who goes by the sobering sobriquet of Hannibal, who it's also worth mentioning wrestles under a mask under the name of Blood Hunter. And I kid you not, he consistently cuts his opponents open and either like bites or laps at it because he needs the blood. Consequently, he also contracted hepatitis C during a match with a- Abdullah the Butcher. Okay, now, is so that what would true? Happen? That Did is he really- true. Yes, he contracted. <laughs> and then he sued that person for giving him hepatitis C because what, they were bleeding on each other. What do you think would happen if like, we told him about blood banks? Or blood lube. You know? Either or. Indeed. I, I mean, I like Bonivere as much as everybody else does. So, I mean, he and I, we could meet at the blood bank. In any event. So, this guy has his own YouTube channel where he does what is called a shoot interview where they talk about, you know, behind the scenes nonsense that occurs with other professional wrestlers. This guy is devoid of personality. And I will describe that going forward. But in any event, so uh, Janetti adds a few new folds to the serpentine story of his teenage misadventures over the course of this podcast. Uh, I will also add, and it's important to emphasize here, there are a few necessary trigger warnings for sexual assault and the uh, subsequent terminology. And I'm going to note that for many of his quotes, because I want to read them in context, I'm going to substitute an allusion to fruit, which is going to make John laugh. As opposed to using a buzzword that we are trying to avoid at all costs whenever we discuss sexual assault. So, um, this is another one of those where I don't, I'm not going to bombard you with material from this. We're just going to kind of read this follow up interview and discuss amongst ourselves just how crazy and batshit these folks are. And I can show you, I have a link in the show notes for those of you who are perusing below to this actual interview. It's on YouTube, and uh, I'm going to show you some of it later on. We just won't have it in the show proper. Because it ruins my impression if you see how he actually is. But the whole time he's like, he's got a, a, he's missing a tooth. And so he has what either looks like a piece of chewing gum or just random solidified spit that he keeps pushing into the spot to obscure 
the Ugh. gap in his mouth as he's talking, which is just Are you ghastly. Me that five gum passed up the opportunity to use that <laughs> as a concept. <laughs> but, uh, is I that thought, is that true? Yes, I thought it was a tic tac initially, oh. and then I'm like, oh no, it's just like spittle. Oh, so, okay. Which tooth what if is his it? fake because tooth there's... actually popped out during the interview, and he kept trying to push back in? Because if there's... that's a fake tooth, then I was born in Bangladesh. I'm just gonna there's, say there's that the, right now. The teeth that when they're Got missing, it. Like the, which tooth was it? Because it is uh, <laughs> John's pantomiming where on his mouth. Now the hole I will. Is. I, I'll remind everyone that my correspondence course from the American Dental Society has not really sent me the diploma that I warrant, but uh, it's, <sighs> it's the tooth to the left of the canine. So okay, not the so front teeth, but the one between. Okay, so that's Incisor? a creepy, that's a creepy no. place to be missing a tooth, is what you're saying. Yes, it, it's obvious. It, <laughs> it's like a, you yeah, can't obscure it very, very easily noticeable. because there are some teeth that when they're missing, it's like charming. Mm-hmm. You know, not but, this one. Nope. Okay. What? Wait, wait. What do you mean is charming? You know, like it, like an old person that's missing like one random tooth on like the far reaches of their mouth. You're like, oh, it's adorable because when they're like smiling, smiling, you can just see there's just one. Okay, so you're saying like my mother who only has like the, the front four teeth on both her upper and lower jaw and everything else is missing and you're like, oh, it's a horse. Okay. That's, yes, that, uh, that's exactly what not, I mean. not that was what I was thinking, but the opposite where there's only one tooth. And then it's like, oh, they only got one tooth left. Ain't that adorable? But like just one missing? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. Well, and my uh, Courtney, before you get too disgusted with me, my mom loves that joke because she has got <laughs> the most horrendous teeth on the planet, and she and I keep going back and forth about whether she needs to get dentures, and she refuses to get dentures because she claims that with that palate cover that you have to wear on the you know mm-hmm. the upper part of your jaw that she won't be able to taste food anymore. That's fair. Because apparently I mean, all your taste buds are located on the roof of your mouth as opposed to your tongue. She yeah. won't hear anything other than this. I don't think yeah. the uh, uh, you know any doctors could disabuse her of this notion. Don't let Big Taste Bud tell you where your taste buds are. I mean, there are tastemakers out in California. I've heard of them. They're on Instagram, but I what didn't know that hell? they actually could transfer your buds up to the you know, roof of your mouth. But anyway. No, that's where they are. Your tongue, it's just a muscle. It's like a hand. It just gestures the food forward. You taste with only the roof of your mouth. It It, it is known. Well, uh, Michael has been tongue-punching any number of uh, eels' rectums, so I, I'll trust you on this. All right. So... <laughs> The discussion on the podcast begins, innocently enough, with the incredibly engaging Hannibal, who, I'm going to note, speaks in mumbling monotone cadence reminiscent of a man slowly dying of oxygen deprivation. (laughs) And he asks the burgeoning question, So, what happened with this murder thing? Everybody's talking about it. So, with the fuse subsequently lit on the incendiary insanity bomb, Janetti lurches into a string of stuttering statements that are both contradictory and borderline incoherent. Are you ready for the stream of consciousness that is my good friend Marty Janetti? I'll give it to me. Probably like Burt Kreischer level stuff, huh? (laughs) You know... Once the police got involved, it got serious. I, I was just joking. I was trying to set up a storyline. Dramatic pause. 
I have to say right now, you know, like, because it was 40 years ago. And, you know, what gets me, Hannibal, is that they don't care about that 13-year-old getting graped. It's like, oh, you killed somebody. Well, what did you think he was going to do to me? How many grape victims get murdered afterwards? I was 13 years old. So you say what you think, but when it actually happens, that ain't what I expected. I didn't expect that reaction. At which point, whether earnestly or through a total fucking lapse in judgment, Janetti elects to defend his actions, real or concocted, yet again for the listening audience. So again, he's told us, this is all a joke, I made this up, and now, you know, I hit him in the head with a brick. He's laying right there. And I say brick is a piece of concrete, you know, thing. And you know, you hit someone in the temple, you know, from martial arts, and I'm karate like a motherfucker. The temple <laughs> is very vulnerable. No. Did he say that? I'm karate like a motherfucker. No, he didn't. No, there's no <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shane says that all the time. Haven't you been here, Michael? Uh, Is he frozen? He does He's say. Frozen. <laughs> we lost Michael. Good. Screenshot okay. It. Oh my screenshot. God. That's beautiful. That's. That's. Yeah. Quick. Is hurry. it he lovely? Oh. <laughs> ah. Fuck. No. Oh. 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 No. I'm back. Ha. My internet connection is unstable, just, <laughs> just like me. Too right. <laughs> and like the topic the of this week's show. Did you hear what I said? No. No. God damn we it, I've already this. forgotten. It, the, Courtney, can you describe it for the listener, please? I I don't know if I can. He was like scrunched up with his little hand up, almost doing half aliens. I was about to say something like, ah. <laughs> Oh, it'll be on no. TikTok next last... week, guys. Just, just stay tuned. Oh, it's right. The perfect. It's thank right. you. Can can you repeat that last line? Because I had a reaction. It was a good one, and it it's was stolen from me no. by the goddamn Cox Internet provider. So you were Cox blocked. Big Internet doesn't want you to know. I was Cox blocked. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible thing. That's so funny. All right, so here oh it goes. God, and you know. If you hit someone in the temple, you know this from martial arts, and I'm karate like a motherfucker. Temple, very vulnerable. Is that bullshit? Does he say we karate already, like a motherfucker? We already established that that was bullshit, He's trying Michael. to make this happen again. That, well, that's what cut out. That's what oh. cut out. So, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm karate like a motherfucker is, is not actually what left his lips. But he did say that if you know from martial arts, the temple is very vulnerable. Man, I got a lie, and I didn't even get to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, you got cucked by Cox. And I feel like we, you can't even edit that out. No. I can't. Nope. Because we keep talking about it. I can't edit that out. <laughs> We've manifested yep. it. Goddamn Cox cuckers. Duh. Fuck you, Cox. In any event. So, Michael? Big Karate doesn't want you to know. <laughs> Shall I continue? Yes. All yes. Right. <laughs> Evidently, I hit him too hard, and he died right there. Now, I'm left. I'm 13 years old. Dude just tried to grape me, and here's a body on me. So what do I do? In hindsight, yeah, call the police, tell them what happened. But in a moment, oh, shit, I got to get rid of a body. 
Now, I'm going to pause just a moment to editorialize a touch and please weigh in with your thoughts as well. But the man prefaced this story by saying it's a fabrication. Nothing about this is true. And now he has gone on at great lengths for another two minutes to defend the actions of his contrived story of him, you know, trying to just take care of himself. Nothing to see here. Move along. It's I'm so conflicted because it's either on one hand, you know, it really happened mm-hmm. and he's just defending himself and he had a momentarily a momentary lapse of judgment. Mm-hmm. Or he's trying to drive home this story even after he's already admitted that it is a story, a fabrication. Mm-hmm. I just I I don't know. Yep. Well, they can't see CTE in the brain till he's dead, so... Well, I mean, that is a very that's... valid point. Wait, because it's coming. <laughs> oh, oh <my> God. <laughs> shit. I feel like we're back, baby. Indeed. So he's he has launched into like offering a wealth of evidence that you should convict him on. No, uh, no. Like, okay. come on. It's not this, it, can't, it can't be an After Dark because... We can't show a Netflix clip, but I have to have you guys watch a sketch with me. Uh, it's wrestling adjacent, and some of what you're saying reminds me of it. So. Okay. I mean, it, it. these things are cliche for a reason, right? So uh, severe drug use, uh, you know, brain trauma, all of these things tend to lead you down a very particular path. More. <laughs> and Marty's living there. So, uh, you know, to get John excited, he's back. On the escalator again. Back on the escalator. So uh, he continues to escalate, pardon the pun, uh, and begins to kind of lather up as he's going into these sort of details defending himself and then launches into a tirade, which puts him like on the verge of tears and shifting around erratically on camera. Okay. You will see this. So like, I just appreciate this for a moment, but he's going... I mean, it took me a minute to stop being upset that he was trying to grape me. But then I was like, God damn, dead body. What am I going to do? <laughs> I told, what? you know, I guess I'm going to tell it again now. I'm going to give myself. But I don't give a fuck. I wish y'all fucking think about a fucking 13 year old who's getting graped. Call me a murderer, man. This 13 year old getting graped. You don't care. Nah, nah, you're a murderer. Well, how about if I was on top of your daughter? Would you murder me? Anyway. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Please Ooh. please tell me he did not say that. No, he said that. Oh my god. <laughs> and then uh. it's though you watch the light come back into his eyes and he goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> oh no. Like out of a fugue state, he awakens back to the governing rules of reality and he just looks right at the camera and he's like, "I'm sorry. Did I just lose it? I kind of went out there." <laughs> No, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. He came back he looked to back his at body the camera. And was like, Wait. No, he comes. He comes back to himself and he goes like, "Did I lose it? Did I just lose it there? I'm sorry." Oh my god! Wow. So Good again, Lord. he's glassy eyed, completely just rambling incoherently, defending his actions. And now, at this point, this is why I love the wrestling business. Because you watch people who are so emotionally stunted, they don't know how to interact with other human beings. <laughs> so here's where our, you know, sainted host Hannibal attempts to save the interview and reel Genetti back in by going, so 
you're basically saying this wasn't a storyline, but you're saying it's a storyline. <laughs> He's saying what we're thinking. Oh my god! <laughs> so like, then, like, Janetti, indem- not to be out. Yourself. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, quick, quick, indemnify yourself. Quick, quick. <laughs> it's like here's the lifeline. Get back ashore. So Janetti dumbles that dumbles. He dumbledores. <laughs> so he accidentally dumble. He, so he he doubles down, either admitting to perjuring himself to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Oh, no. Or to being a fucking lucid dreamer like Michael. But he says <laughs> I have to say storyline for the police part. Like now they're gonna go, hmm, but you ain't gonna find it because I lied. I hate to tell all you this, but I lied. I did not drag him and put the body in a river. Me and my nephew poured gasoline on him, and we burnt the body up. And I don't know what y'all know about cremation. The bones. Like, the bones, man. They don't all burn up like that. Like, there's so many bone things, and we dug a hole, and we put the bones in. You know, burning a body don't get rid of the bones. Bullshit. Like, but you know. No, he said this. Oh, no. So, you know, burning a body don't get rid of the bones. But, you know, you can't identify someone without the whole bone. You know, like you always see those movies where they pull like a framer up out of the hole and they like, this is human remains. And so I had my nephew Devin bring a sledgehammer with him and then we broke the bones up and we buried them. So the police can't prove shit. Oh, no. Holy shit. <laughs> so now Hannibal seeing full well that we've just gone completely off the fucking rails in a foray to attempt to dramatically shift away from any further discussion of murder or you know desiccation or ripping bodies apart Hannibal then asks now the real question is, how were you at bowling back then? He's he's no. all like, let me try and reel it in, let me center it all, and it, like like old man in the sea, like he tries to pull in the the line a little bit, and it just God. goes. So it's like he's I pulled all the way out into the middle of the ocean. Like I, I where the you, fuck am I? I know you just confessed to bludgeoning a man to death and then burning his carcass in the parking lot of a bowling alley. So let's say, how were you at bowling? <laughs> And he's just like, oh, pretty shit. I actually never played it myself. You mean no, bowling with it, bones? No. It, <laughs> they are. I use the leftover bones as the pins. No, the bones are actually how I paid to get in. They well, are actually, our money. Actually, the bones are their dollars. Indeed. And so are the ones. It's so, a metaphor. <laughs> I mean, they, they call it bones for a reason. Uh, no, Janetti, in a, a exquisite example of stellar improv comedy... Or absolute <laughs> lunacy. Doesn't even hesitate immediately without missing a beat. He's like, oh, very good. I was national champion. I had a 176 average at 13. Did you fact check that? Was he ever a champion? I, I did not feel inclined to look up the bowling <laughs> statistics for the junior league in Georgia in 1973. But, That's you know. fair. That's pretty fair. Yeah. What we do know is if his ball curved the way his, you know, thought processes do, he was definitely picking up the spare. So, 710 split. 
Uh, no, oh, that's like, what the body did. Well, I'm going to All right. So I'm going to remind everyone from this point, from our previous episode, I detailed a string of rambling, incoherent Facebook posts that Janetti made, which detailed his claims of this all being concocted to sell tickets to an angle that was never going to get advertised anyway. But, uh, or as he claims, it's a byproduct of his chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which brain damage due to repetitive head trauma, as Courtney was alluding to earlier. And, uh, so, you know, it's not wholly out of left field to discover that he may have a hard time holding on to the plot, regardless of how many lifelines you string out to him. But the interview continues. <laughs> And Janetti manages to wind back up to his spurious claims of his traumatic circumstances. So they try to go another direction. There's a cut in the video I watched, but they talked for a while. And then he goes back to the escalator. Sorry. Here's what sticks with me. No, go ahead, John. No, I I, I missed it. I apologize. When Mm -hmm. did this interview take place? What year? This was October of 2020. So this came out. fucking good God. Okay. It came out before I did the episode for us, but it came out after I'd done my research. So this was an addendum to the original stuff that I looked at where I didn't even look at this before we went in. And I had all of my other juicy stuff with him getting pulled over in Florida and attacked by, you know, police dogs and things. So, yeah, because it was about it was a year Mm -hmm. and a week thereabouts from the the episode 79 being published. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Yeah. So, so he gets back in and he goes back on the rant of, and it's very similar to what he was saying earlier, which somewhat speaks to the fact that he's probably not in his, you know, best mindset at the present. But here's what dicks with me, man. A 13 year old boy is getting great and you're mad at him. Like, you know, when it comes down, people just want to make themselves feel better about themselves. What? Yeah. So he says the problem is, is that whether the murder happened or not, I'm going to, you know, roughly quickly synopsize this because otherwise he just goes on like this for another 10 minutes. But he's saying (laughs) whether you can prove that he killed someone or not, the important point of emphasis should be that there was a young child who was being or a teenager being assaulted. And despite this, all everybody wants to point to is that, well, he is now a a minor television celebrity from the 80s. So we just want to bring him down off of his pedestal. So he's saying everybody's fixation is with the fact that they can somewhat deflower his reputation by doing this, which he's doing a sterling job (laughs) of on his own. Like he doesn't doesn't need need help. Any help. Yeah. So, yeah. But so here is the exact quote that he runs on to, which is just. It, it irksome, and I, I I don't know how to appropriately describe my response to it when I, when I actually saw him say this, but uh, it doesn't matter because no one cares about a boy being assaulted. All you want to do is put MJ down. You're a murderer, murderer, murderer. Well, you try to put your dick up my ass and you'll be next. Did he say that? Yep. Oh boy! I feel like I feel like it, your lie has to be in something that he's going to say in a similar vein. Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. I don't know. No, nope. <laughs> he's Excuse just me. he's just like you know what something I, again, that he said is bullshit. I was like, this Whoa. is why I had to only do two because there's so much of this, like and he couldn't have folks... been that that monster of yeah, yeah. Good lord, he can. Yikes! And he was. Yep. He's a little out of touch. Now you will. Uh, I will a remind little. everybody from our prior episode. He loves his gay peoples. 
He really does. He did specify his that. His boat just doesn't, you know, float on that side of the pond, I believe, is, is how he phrased it. But he, he does love them, along with his Snoop Dogg, because he is insane in the membrane, but, you know, <laughs> he don't go that way. So, there are many who are going to continue to assert that this is likely just Janetti attempting to be incendiary and gain attention through poor behavior. Like, that's not... You know, it's really poor judgment if you think this is the sort of subject matter that you can just lightly toss out into the, you know, zeitgeist and expect that it's going to come back to you in a decent state. But there are also others who, of course, are going to pose the repeated admissions alone are reason to be concerned about his conduct, regardless of whether this story is valid. He's starting to lose touch with reality, right? So finally, if this story itself was not erratic enough, I have an additional follow-up for everybody. That's a light little palate cleanser to show you just how far down the rabbit hole our friend has gone. So now, per a a story that was published very recently, November of 2021, Marty is back on his bullshit once more. He posted a pair of Facebook threads recounting what was apparently a very saucy night with a young woman. These posts have a disturbingly racially insensitive subtext to them, so we're going to preface that up front. But uh, good old Party Marty here posted some pictures with a young African-American woman, including a photo of her posing in lingerie. Uh, to pair with this phantasmagoria of lewd images, he has got, uh, a photo of his left wrist, which is adorned with a glorious tattoo, which has the simple admonition, never grow up. Mm. Oh, that's, that that's not bullshit. problematic. Yeah. Red flag. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, this is also, his wrist is stuck between a, a pair of Bud Light cans for the photograph, by the way. So, I mean, more scale. appropriate setting. Yeah. Framing. Yeah, you gotta frame the shot. Indeed. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Makes sense. That's understandable. Amateurs and professional photographers everywhere will tell you. It's mm-hmm. all about the background. Exactly. So, then Marty's posts sum up his evening's activities in a rather salacious fashion oh, by no. saying... If you look closely, you can see skin under my nails. What? Oh, oh, no. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I don't yep. want to. I don't want to see that skin. Don't so, show me those yep, nails. So the caption is, if you look closely, you can see skin under my nails. Ellipses. Black girls know how to make you do it right. And all night. What the actual fuck? He continues. I have an addiction. I just can't fight. I gotta go gets it every night. And when I do and think I'm through, here she comes for another bite. LOL. <laughs> yep. No, that's bullshit. You wrote that. Nope. He, yeah, I was like, I can't imagine him being that eloquent. No. He sure as shit said it. Y'all forgot his posts from last time, but yeah, yeah. this man That's is true. a poet and thespian in his heart. He's Holy he's the fuck. prevaricator of the barbershop window incident, friends. Come on. Oh my god. So yeah, um, yet again, 
I, I apologize for this joke in advance, but it's me and I can't help myself. Marty is admitting to murder, just of an entirely separate kind. Could be the murder of general decency, the murder of the English language in ways even a celebrated member of our thrall here <laughs> couldn't lay claim to, or perhaps just murdering dad ass. <laughs> oh, <God damn> it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you wrote that for me, didn't you? Sure did. <laughs> so, that yeah. was the promised follow-up to the uh, the Marty Gennetti murder mystery that we alluded to that oh I would someday God. pick up the threads of this plot and see what happened. What a that's uh, that's where Marty is today. Asshole. <laughs> oh, so uh, thank you all for allowing me to revisit <laughs> oh this portrait of psychosis God. in action. <sighs> what was the one we missed? So the one you missed. Uh, does anybody have any wild stabs? Courtney looks like she's on the verge of jumping the, on something. The date the video re- was released is that a lie? Was it more recent than that? No. Okay. So then we actually. This was after our episode published or said. aired because mm-hmm. that was in February of 2021. Oh, well, um, this was October 2020 is when oh, the video. Oh, I thought you said 2021. No, the post on Facebook is in 2021. Oh, okay, okay. So I was gotcha. just, uh, we just missed it when I was doing my research because, again, I was batching stuff together back then. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. grabbed a bunch of things. But um, So any additional attempts? No. Okay. Um, John, you were so close and you called it right before I continued the, the end of the statement. So you called bullshit on the first half where, yes, he did claim they burned the body. The subsequent claim that you can't identify someone without the whole bone <laughs> and that his nephew brought a sledgehammer out and they broke the bones up so he was safe from Delal, that that was me. Okay. Okay. So yes, um, which my, in particular, if I may just, you know, dust myself for a second, the fact that I misspelled it as Freemer as opposed to Femur, <laughs> I felt added that beautiful authenticity that we needed yeah. to just elevate it over the top. So yes, the exact quote, since I know everyone loves this, is he's, uh, it, the, he actually said, you know, burning a body, don't get rid of the bones. So I picked up from there too, but you know, you can't identify someone without the whole bone, you know? So like, you always see those movies where they pull a Freemur out of a hole and they like, this is human remains. So I had my nephew Devin bring his sledge. His nephew is not named Devin. I just made <laughs> the name of this. So I had my nephew Devin bring his sledgehammer with him and we broke the bones up and buried him. So the police can't prove shit. That is the Shane quote. Fantastic. Technically, I stole the idea of breaking bones up from Jeffrey Dahmer, who uh, it's famed for his first victim. That was he baked the bones to get them brittle enough, broke them up, and then went around hiding them in different cubby holes or putting them down uh, storm drains. It was was Gein that worked in the chocolate factory, right? No, that was Dahmer. Okay. There you go. That, that's mm-hmm. why the the bones are in the chocolate is a joke. Yeah. Yes. So this is the this is the pre um, this is teenage Dahmer who was infatuated with a you know a runner that was cruising down the, the streets and so walking down the street. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dancing in the street as it were. So, uh, but you did get, of course, I'm karate like a mall fucker. So. <laughs> 
So you did at least get like, one lie out of the two. But uh, yeah, out of all that nonsense, there was very little that I would be able to squeak by everybody for this. So, But there it is, friends. I figured, uh, so, you know... We had my semi-loose topic where we float around, and then we have Michael's exceedingly long loose topic, and I accepted, you know, this this week I want to try to keep it compacted a little so that we, I mean, we don't have to run. It is a good reminder that crazy and weird-ass shit happens every single week. Absolutely. Lord, it does. <sighs> It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, possibly there might be another fan fiction installment in the offing for the evening if we finish up a little early, so. You're not entirely wrong. No, I'm not. I'm not entirely right, either. (laughs) Well, that's my CTE acting up. (laughs) (laughs) So there you are, friends and neighbors and audiophiles amongst you. Uh, Please... uh, Check the link out in the show notes. It is the first one up. It's a YouTube video. Get to watch Marty just completely lose his mind. uh, And it's exquisite. Hey, if you made it this far too, and I didn't clear this with Shane, but Shane, you have a pre-save coming up. Or a pre-save coming, uh, a single coming up of an old song. Yes, I I did a a cover of Jason Isbell's Cover Me Up, which has been a staple of my solo sets for a long time and something that we did it as damn for a good long while as well. And our our lovely baby boy John is on the recording with me making it so lush and beautiful in the choruses. So You should show uh, you should throw the pre-save in in the link as well. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you're inclined, you can go run and then we'll also just link everything we're doing musically. We have uh, yeah, a new damn single that's going to be in the offing very soon, which we are exceedingly excited about. We got the artwork today, which looks beautiful. And uh, yeah, so we're we're going to be pushing content like crazy in 2022. That's the plan. Mm. Tasty, tasty content. But uh, if you actually want to do podcast-related nonsense, of course, we have got a link tree in the show notes below that takes you to all of our relevant socials and some of our irrelevant socials. Uh, not limited to Twitter and Facebook, of course. But uh, Superfan Michael is keeping the, the fires lit over on Facebook for us. So, uh, yes. you know, beautiful. Thank you very much. Michael version 1.0 is still trying to pump some life into the carcass that is our Twitter page. But... Uh. <laughs> And, of course, we have Courtney's sainted TikToks, which are delightful, and the Instagram, which is still active every single wobbling week, regardless of whether or not we are being botted to death over there. Uh, but we promote want on. an iPhone! Promote, promote, promote it on, promote it on, promote it on. Promote it on your face, you. Anyway. <laughs> promote me, Daddy. You won't. And, uh, of course, if you're digging what you hear, as always, please go subscribe in your preferred podcast provider platform and give us a little rate and review because we would love to hear from you. But uh, I believe that is going to fiscally wrap us up. And, of course, check in every wonderful Wednesday over on the Tubes of You. We may have something. We may not. But you should check in anyway. Or you could subscribe there and you'll get notifications if you ring that little bell that Michael's so fond of. Uh, so you can check in when we have new stuff, including more Ben Shapiro fan fiction. Yeah. Which, how could you conceivably not want to see that? Are you not entertained? It's <laughs> good stuff. Are you not liberal? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I believe that is going to officially wrap things up, just like a body in the back of Marty Janetti's pick 'em up truck. So. 
for the Disinformed Podcast. This week, I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And zippity-zoop, we're out of here! The Bones. Are there money? <laughs> <laughs>